and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast. Extra. Extra. <laughs> I, <always laughs> I thought you would. My name is Matt Gonzalez. He's oh, not sorry. Even, <laughs> he's not even close. Actually, <laughs> I didn't realise. Sorry. <laughs> David's still got his headphones on the desk. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Here we go. My name's Matt Gonzalez. <laughs> Me amo. El Tigre. A.K.A. David Cox. <laughs> And I'm Josh Matheson. And if you are listening to this, it means you are one of our amazing Patreon subscribers. You're amazing. Thank you very much for subscribing and supporting us. We really do appreciate it. So just as recompense for your donations, this is our extra episode for this month. And this Uh. is a little bit of power that Josh has because he gets to pick the story. We've got no idea what story he's picked. So what are we listening to today, Josh? I've got the power. Um, We're not listening (laughs) to that. We are today taking a dive into the tale of Hands in Luck. Oh, I do not know this one. Yes, I don't know know whether to say Hands or Hans, but I'm deciding to go for Hands. Hans. I found. I went to. I went into a bookshop in Oxford and actually saw how many. um, They had like a pretty old version of the Grimm's Tales, and I didn't realise how many there were. Yeah, short some of them are as well. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, and the man and said he lost it and said he found it again. See end. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the bedtime stories of the parents who just could not be bothered. Just wanted the kids to go to sleep. Daddy, tell me an adventure. This is there in Germany. I'm sorry, I'm going. <laughs> now, I didn't know. Uh, this might, this may not be news to anybody else, but I didn't know that uh, that Hans is actually German for John. Is it? Um, ah. That's the name, John. And so, if you then see the name Hanschen, that is that's the affectionate Jonathan. term, Johnny. It's Johnny. Oh, that's what they would call Daddy. like a little little John. Hanschen is like Johnny. Uh, so then I guess if you don't have a child <laughs> or condom. And, I, and if you don't have a child called John. You got any Hunchens? <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm, clean, I'm clean out of Hunchens. What are we going to do? <laughs> I will have to be as careful. Um, <laughs> so Hans, I mean, I've never heard of this story. David, have you ever heard of this? Never. Yeah. We're going completely blind with this. I mean, it's obviously another German, very German it, story. It's fun. So, should we just jump in? Let's go for it. No pre- yes, preconceived yes. ideas. Let's do it. Hans in luck. Some men are born to good luck. All they do or try to do comes right. All that falls to them is so much gain. All their geese are swans. All their cards are trumps. Toss them any which way you will, they will always, like poor puss, alight upon their legs and only move on so much faster. The world may very likely not always think of them as they think of themselves, but what care they for the world? What can it know about the matter? One of these lucky beings was the neighbour, Hans. Seven long years he had worked hard for his master. At last, he said, and then we hear what uh, Hans sounds like, 
So can we make him the asthmatic penguin from Toy Story? <laughs> uh, when he's speaking or when he's singing? <laughs> I have a little voice like that. Uh, you know how hard that is to sustain? That's insane. Yeah, that's uh, very hard. I'll try. I'll certainly try, try my best. I thought you were going to say one of the penguins from Madagascar. I'm a bit, cl- I'm yeah. a bit better at that. <laughs> and when you right, said okay. Toy Story, I was going to go Ham. You know, Ham the money box. He's got that kind oh, of... Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going for he an Why would penguin. he? Yep. Okay. Yeah. We'll okay. keep Ham. Keep Ham as a backup in case uh, Josh starts coughing his guts up. <laughs> <laughs> he starts doing <laughs> it. I develop <laughs> asthma through this process. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's quite high, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little bit. <clears throat> no. No. <laughs> They obviously, they obviously add in the hint of a squeak in the edit, so that's hard to do yes, live. Yes, they do. Okay. 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 So it's going to be Josh's version of, sorry. <clears throat> Master, my time is up. I must go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend that came out of my mouth as well. <laughs> I thought you said they add the horn in afterwards. I was like, oh, I think I've got a horn in the sound effects. I'll just add that in. <laughs> oh, not, not, not today, Matt. That's very inappropriate. Not today. Okay, Come sorry. on now. Okay. I must go home and see my poor mother once more. So pray, pay me my wages and let me go. And the master said, Master, what is this boss? Oh, Matt, I had the last one. Can you make him like Fagin? Uh, yeah. Once again. Okay. And the master said, You have been a faithful and good servant, Hans, so your pay shall be handsome. Then he gave him a lump of silver as big as his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it not a chocolate coin? <laughs> yeah. I just love that as a measurement. A lump of silver as big as his head. (laughs) Not exactly very pretty, is it? You'd think it'd be something like a coin. Something nice and easy to spend. Because it's like, I've got one. So what's he going to do? Does he give him a chisel and a hammer so he can like hammer bits off to pay people? Because it's like, have you got change for a lump of silver? (laughs) I know. He looks like a... No, that's not quite enough, sir. Sorry. Impractical currency ever. Yeah. Hans took out his pocket handkerchief, put the piece of silver onto it, threw it over his shoulder, and jogged off on his road homewards. As he went lazily on, dragging one foot after another, a man came in sight, trotting gaily along on a capital horse. Said Hans aloud, "What a fine thing it is to ride on horseback! <laughs> there he sits, as easy and happy as if he was at home. <coughs> In the chair by the fireside, he trips against no stones, saves shoe leather, and gets on. He hardly knows how." Hans did not speak so softly, but the horseman heard it all and said, and then the horseman speaks. <laughs> to be like a tally-ho. 
<laughs> imagine like you know like when you see the the dressage people in the olympics I do. and they're, they're all never... quite well to do aren't yeah they? they're never from the hood are they put it that way no there's a reason you don't get people taking part of the olympics <laughs> in equine sports from yes. third world countries well because a horse is necessary really isn't it and if you don't have a very fine horse you're not going to be very good at it or have a chance to learn it Good point. Um, could we make him? Yeah, let's make him a fancy horsey man. But maybe because, as you say, the Olympics, everybody's from the upper crust across all countries. So maybe we could pick a different European country for them because the Germans are pretty good at it and the French okay. are pretty good at it. Maybe he could be a fancy Frenchman. Oh, yeah, David. like a um, musketeer. Yeah, okay. let's make him a fancy like Frenchman. Yeah, just to mix it up a bit. D'Artagnan wasn't the musketeer, was he? Was he the other one? The one who joined? Wasn't it like Othos, Bossos, and. Tossos or something like that. It's like, it's like, uh, <laughs> it always comes up in pub quizzes, so you need. I feel like, like it's one of those things you just like, need to know. Artos, Porthos, Tossos. It's like Aramis, Porthos, and something else. I'm yes. not that thick. I'm just. Wasn't it like the big question in Slumdog Millionaire? That's how I know it. Oh. Yeah, it was. You're absolutely right. It's probably yeah. you're yeah, because like that's what they called each other. But D'Artagnan is the other one. Is like the one that like tags along. Yeah. yeah. I don't know any of it. Look, go away, we don't like you. Okay. <laughs> Out. The horseman heard it all and said, Well, friend, why don't you go on foot then? Ah! <coughs> said he. <laughs> I have this load to carry. To be sure, it is silver, but it is so heavy that I can't hold up my head. <coughs> And you must know, it hurts my shoulder sadly. What do you say of making an exchange? Said the horseman. I will give you my horse, and you shall give me the silver, which will save you a great deal of trouble in carrying such an heavy load about with you. With all my heart, said Hans. But as you are so kind to me, I must tell you one thing. You will have a weary task to draw that silver about with you. <gasps> However, the horseman got off, took the silver, helped Hans up, gave him the bridle into one hand and the whip into the other, and said, When you want to go very fast, smack your lips together loudly and cry, Jeep! <laughs> wait, 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 can I try? Wait, wait, wait. Yes, you can, yes, you can. Jeep! Is that what you mean? I feel like, yeah, this yeah. Isn't, as we said before, horses are very expensive, so I don't feel like this is a terrible exchange. Like a lump no. of silver for a horse, like a good racehorse or something like that. They cost, like, a lot of money. That's yeah, like yeah, really yeah. It's better than we've had them. in previous, like, Grimm's Tales, where they exchange... Not tit for tat, like yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, so I mean, if it's if it's actually a pedigree kind of fine, well trained horse, I wouldn't say that that's like I wouldn't say he's been done here. Mm. Hans was delighted as he sat on the horse, drew himself up, squared his elbows, turned out his toes, cracked his whip, and rode merrily off. One minute whistling a merry tune and another singing. <laughs> and here he sings a little song. 
So uh, now it's your coffee voice. (laughs) When at the end of Toy Story, when the asthmatic penguin picks up his mic and starts singing, he's got a wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's a baritone, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's like the squeaker gets fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can speak again. You got a friend of me. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah. I'm on, on, on. Yeah, so I sing it like and you then. got a friend of, yeah, you got a friend of oh. me, Randy Newman style. Okay, great. You got a friend of me. <laughs> oh, can we actually, can we get in the Randy Newman? Like, so I'm doing it like Randy Newman or am I doing it like the Penguin? If you I can add a little Randy Newman, Newman, I'd like a okay. bit of Randy Newman. I think we go off voice. It doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, People nobody, are going to go, that's not the way you spoke in the, in, in the <laughs> chapter. That doesn't yeah, make no, sense. It's, it's very true. It. I'll just sing something. Okay. They will yeah. like it, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. No care and no sorrow. A fig for the morrow. We'll laugh and be merry. Sing nay down dairy. After a time, he thought he should like to go a little faster. So he smacked his lips and cried. David. Gee! <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it Jip? It was Jip, but I Chi well, I think worked. the horse P. is going. We're fine. It's, it's a silent P. Are we all know it's We're a silent going, P. I feel like well, I, I feel like I'm now sort of leading a Dungeons and Dragons session. I'm like, and yeah, yeah, the like horse that. is in fact going faster. Well done, David. <laughs> roll of the dice. You roll a six, roll the it. horse goes faster. Yeah. <laughs> is that Dungeons and Dragons? I guess. Yeah, uh, some of that. I just you roll a dice that really weird dice with loads of numbers on it. Yeah. There's always so a guy with a folder. Yes. Yeah, there's a guy with a folder. I'm the guy with the folder. Yes, you are. Away went the horse, full gallop, and before Hans knew what he was about, he was thrown off and lay on his back by the roadside. His horse would have run off if a shepherd who was coming by, driving a cow, had not stopped it. Hans soon came to himself and got upon his legs again, sadly vexed, and said to the shepherd, This riding is no joke! <laughs> When a man has the luck to get up on a beast like this that stumbles and flings him off as if it would break his neck. <sighs> However, I'm off now once and for all. I like your cow now a great deal better than this smart beast that played me this trick and has spoiled my best coat. <sighs> You see, in this puddle, which, by the by, smells not very like a nosegay, one could walk along at one's leisure behind that cow, keep good company, and have milk, butter, and cheese every day into the bargain. What would I give to have such a prize? I don't think you can make cheese on the road. Can you make cheese on the road? I feel like it needs to be stored somewhere to like mature. Depending, isn't it? If you want to make, if you want to make like a cottage cheese, all you need to do is boil uh, the milk and separate the curds and whey. Right. Yeah. See, that Simple doesn't count cheese. as cheese to me. Like unless it's a mature, <laughs> extra mature cheddar, it's not cheese. Yeah, you probably can't do that on the road. Mm. Even butter, mm. it's going to take quite a long time to stay. And also, like, once you've got butter, what are you going to do with it? Unless you've got bread or something to put with it, it's rubbish. Like, no one eats butter on its own. That's a great point. It's a great it's point. Gross. Anyway, unless you're on, like, this... keto. <laughs> <laughs> is that what keto is? <laughs> just well, a keto, big you're water like, to eat the fat. Yeah, you ah, just, just eat fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it is at this point in the story that the shepherd speaks. 
Oh, okay. Um, if you're making Welsh, because he's a sheep. Oh, or or Kiwi for a challenge. Oh my god! Yes, we've no, never done New Zealand uh, because it'll I be remember really just bad. saying he hates no, it. No, it's it's my vice. Okay, it'll be yes. it'll be bad. It's, but it's really it's really difficult. It's, prob- it's probably the hardest accent alongside Stoke on Trent. Yes, <laughs> but but also this I'm is for our elite kind of few that decided that you know they're going yeah, to they get with us. So they, get they should s- hear our flaws. They get oh, to no. sup. <laughs> they get to sup on the accent, sort of the highest it's, trough. It's yes. not good though. It's gents. It's not good. But okay. I know this is why it's gonna be great. It's quite <laughs> nasal. <laughs> <laughs> Will said the shepherd, "If you are so fond of her, I will change my cow for your horse. <laughs> I like to do. I like to do good to my neighbours, even though I I lose it by myself." Which we'll do South African then? That's fine. Yeah, it's yeah it sounds a little bit South African. <sighs> Done said Hans merrily. What a noble heart has that good man, thought he. Then the shepherd jumped upon the horse, wished Hans and the cow good morning, and away he rode. I don't know much about, like, what would you call them? Bovine creatures or whatever, like Mm -hmm. like farmyard animals. But to me, a horse seems like it'd be worth more than a cow. But he's thinking about all the, like, you know, you've got all the dairy. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just thinking monetarily. Because it, it depends on the on the semen. If it was a bull, if it yes. was an, if it was a bull, it'd be expensive because of the semen. Be, yeah, but then you wouldn't, then you wouldn't be, be getting cheese. Wouldn't be getting <laughs> oh milk. yeah. So it's one. I'd be eating a very different cow. type of milk, David. <laughs> you would not want to be <laughs> using. <laughs> that would you'd struggle to churn that to butter, I think. <laughs> Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Hans brushed his coat, wiped his face and hands, rested a while, and then drove off his cow quietly and thought his bargain a very lucky one. If I only had a piece of bread, and I certainly should always be able to get that. I can, whenever I like, eat my butter and cheese with it. And when I am thirsty, I can milk my cow and drink the milk. <laughs> and what can I wish for more? When he came to an inn, he halted, ate up all his bread and gave away his last penny for a glass of beer. When he had rested himself, he set off again driving his cow towards his mother's village. But the heat grew greater as soon as noon came on, till at last, as he found himself on a wide heath that would take him more than an hour to cross, he began to be so hot and parched that his tongue clave to the roof of his mouth. I can find a cure for this, thought he. Now I will milk my cow and quench my thirst. So he tied her to the stump of a tree and held his leathern cap to milk into. But not a drop was to be had. Who would have thought that this cow, which was to bring him milk and butter and cheese, was all that time utterly dry? Hans had not thought of looking to that. Don't cows have to be, like, pregnant to milk? They do. They very much do. do, yeah. Yeah. So if if it's not a pregnant cow, then, yeah. Then you're not going to get much, are you? No. What a fool. 
While he was trying his luck in milking and managing the matter very clumsily, the uneasy beast began to think him very troublesome, and at last gave him such a kick on the head as knocked him down, and there he <laughs> lay a long while senseless. Luckily, a butcher soon came by, driving a pig in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then the butcher, the butcher speaks at this stage. Oh, so do you remember the Wolves sausage advert where the dog used to talk? And he'd be like, Wolves sausages. Yeah. So the whole thing is true. Oh, it's yeah, basically, sausage. <laughs> basically, what we're saying, can you just like scream loads of air plus your vocal folds? Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. Oh, Wolves, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolves sausages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what great. I love is that how quickly that came to Matt's head because, like, I was going, I got nothing. But as soon as soon as it said, "Guy with a pig," was it say butcher? I can't <laughs> yeah, remember. It said butcher yeah, with the pig. The pig, butcher. the pig owned by a butcher, must be like, oh no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we know. Spoiler alert. Um, but the, you immediately thought of that advert from yeah. way back when. Oh, like this is how you know I'm a, li- a millennial. Like, it's so old. It's such an old advert. <laughs> over, over 15 years, probably. Yeah, the little Jack Russell. I mean, no one so, does adverts for wool sausages anymore because they're the worst sausages. Yeah, they're so bad. <laughs> they, mil- they make Richmond sausages look good. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter with you, my man? Hey, <laughs> said the butcher. <laughs> I'm loving the intensity. The commitment's great. <laughs> Said the butcher as he helped him up. Hans told him what had happened, how he was dry and wanted to milk his cow, but found the cow was dry too. Then the butcher gave him a flask of ale, saying, There, drink and refresh yourself. Your cow will give you no milk. Don't you see? She's an old piece. There's nothing but the slaughterhouse. Ha! Huh? Alas, alas. <gasps> Said Hans. Who would have thought it? <laughs> what a shame to take my horse and give me only a dry cow. If I kill her, what will she be good for? I hate cow beef. It is not tender enough for me. If it were a pig now, like that fat gentleman, you are driving along at his ease. <sighs> One could do something with it. It would at any rate make sausages. <gasps> well. Wolves. Well, <laughs> wolves. <laughs> well, said the butcher, I don't like to say no when one is asked to do a kind, neighbourly thing. To please you, I will change and give you my fine fat pig for the cow. <laughs> Heaven reward you for your kindness and self denial. <gasps> Said Hans. What I do love about that voice is, is that like if you slowed it down, it would be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so we. <laughs> Why have we not had Batman as a voice yet, though? <laughs> Can we just put that out there. It's like the most done voice. Like everyone's done the... Batman at some but point. But it would be, isn't it? Christian um, Bale's Batman yeah. is the wool sausage <laughs> dog. Slow down. <laughs> Walls. Give me, a, give me a, give me. What do they say in the advert? Like sausages. <laughs> <laughs> They're sausages. Whoa. They've got more meat content than you think. Uh, you can eat sausages at night. Just when I come out. Sausages. Oh, I had a sausage sandwich last night when I got back <laughs> from saving Gotham City. 
I'm a dog. And I'm a bat. <laughs> bat dog. <laughs> I'm bat dog. <laughs> oh, this is why we're doing Grimm's Tales, because we can't, we, can't, we can't do this on, like, we're gonna do yeah. Emma. I don't know. We look like Emma by Jane Austen. Like, oh, what does she mean by the more nature and, and 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 the barley is the wind and life is the soul. Going like, yeah, the bat signal goes to the pig with the voice. Bat dog. Hashtag bat dog. He gave the butcher the cow and taking the pig off the wheelbarrow, drove it away, holding it by the string that was tied to its leg. So on he jogged, and all seemed now to go right with him. He had met with some misfortunes, to be sure, but he was now well repaid for all. How could it be otherwise, with such a travelling companion, as he had at last got? The next man he met was a countryman, carrying a fine white goose. The countryman stopped to ask what was o'clock. This led to further chat, and Hards told him all his luck, how he had had so many good bargains, and how all the world went gay and smiling with him. The countryman then began to tell his tale, and said he was going to take the goose to a christening. Um, and then, then the, the countryman speaks. Heath Ledger Joker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, Have it's we not done one similar to him before? I feel like I've... Uh, I'll be happy to embrace that, though. You know, really creepy on it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Feel, said he, how heavy it is. <laughs> <laughs> Out of context, this is great. And yet it is only eight weeks old. <laughs> 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 Whoever roasts and eats it will find plenty of fat upon it. Oh it has lived so well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy that myself. I, uh... I creeped myself out. Yeah. Uh, I'm a creeper. If, creep if, if, if the Joker got extra creep. in Gotham City and got moved to rural Germany in the <laughs> seven, 18th 17th, century. Something, but, yeah. Yeah. You're right, said Hans as he weighted it in his hand. But if you talk of fat, my pig is no trifle. <sighs> Meantime, the countryman began to look grave and shook his head. Hark ye, said he. My worthy friend, you seem a good sort of fellow, so I can't help doing you a kind turn. Your pig may get you into a scrape. In the village I just came from, the squire has had a pig stolen out of his sty. I was dreadfully afraid when I saw you that you had got the squire's pig. If you have and they catch you, it'll be a bad job for you. <laughs> the least they will do will be to throw you into the horse pond. Can you swim? Poor Hans was sadly <laughs> frightened. <coughs> uh, good, uh, good man, 
cried he. Pray get me out of this scrape. I know nothing of where the pig was either bred or born. But he may have been the squires for all I can tell. You know this country better than I do. Take my pig and give me the goose. I ought to have something into the bargain, said the countryman. Give a fat goose for a pig, indeed. Tis not everyone would do so much for you as that. However, I will not be hard upon you as you are in trouble. Then he took the string in his hand and drove off the pig by the side path while Hans went on the way homewards, free from care. After all, thought he, that chap is pretty well taken in. I don't care whose pig it is, but wherever it came from, it has been a good friend to me. I have much the best of the bargain. First, there will be a capital roast. Then the, the fat will find me in goose grease for six months. And then there are all the beautiful white feathers. Oh, I will put them into my pillow. And then I am uh, sure I shall sleep soundly without rocking. Oh, how happy my mother will be. Talk of a pig indeed. Give me a fine fat goose. Oh. As he came to the next village, he saw a scissor grinder with his wheel working and singing. And then the scissor grinder sings a song. Oh, for goodness sake. Yes. Woo. What's Edward Scissorhand sound like? He doesn't talk. <laughs> He's mute. <laughs> yeah. The only thing about a grinder that makes me think of something is the knife grinder sharpener person from Oliver. Oh, yeah. Knives, knives to grind. Oh, oh, I'd rather, nice I'd, ra grind. I'd rather do it like the milk lady. Any <laughs> milk, any milk today. Ripe strawberries, ripe. Any milk. Who will buy my cinnamon rolls? No, there you go. Nice to <laughs> there you go. So we're not doing the nice to grind, but you can choose any style from that. Yes, so any of the Oliver. He goes out, he looks out, and that's basically where he. I don't know. It's like. Belgrave or wherever he goes to. Yeah, yeah, and he looks yeah. out, there's just people like selling stuff and there's like no people around. Like they clearly not got the market right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or a hill and Nordale, so happy I roll. <laughs> Work light and live <laughs> well. All the world is my home. Then who's so This Hans person seems to have multiple personalities. <laughs> I thought I'd just yeah. amalgamate. Why can't I be the knife man and the milk lady? You know? <laughs> Hans stood looking on for a while, and at last he said, You must be well off, Master Grinder. Oh, you seem so happy at your work. <laughs> and then what does he sound like when he speaks? Do I just have to pick one of those two? Yeah, yeah pick one, one of them. Uh, no, oscillate. Yeah, one, one sentence, one sentence. Okay. Yes, said the other. 
Mine is a golden trade. A good grinder never puts <laughs> his hand into his pocket without finding money in it. But where did you get that beautiful goose? I did not buy it. I gave a pig for it, too. And where did you get the pig? I gave a, a cow for it. And the cow? Uh, I gave a horse for it. And the horse? Uh, I gave a lump of silver as big as my head for it. And the silver? Oh, I worked hard for that seven long years. <laughs> you have thriven well into the world hitherto, said the grinder. Now, if you could find the money in your pocket whenever you put your hand in it, your fortune would be made. Very true. But how is that to be managed? How? Why, you must turn grinder like myself, said the other. You only want a grindstone. The rest will come of itself. Here is one that is but little the worse for wear. I would not ask more than the value of your goose for it. Will you buy? How can you ask? said Hans. I should be the happiest man in the world if I could have money whenever I put my hand in my pocket. What could I want more? Huh? There's the goose. Now, said the grinder as he gave him a common rough stone that lay by his side. This is the most capital stone. Do but work it well enough, and you can make an old nail cut with it. Hans took the stone and went his way with a light heart. His eyes sparkled for joy, and he said to himself, Surely I must have been born in a lucky hour. Everything I could want or wish for comes of itself. So he started with a lump of silver, and he's now got a lump of stone. That's correct. So is is the moral of the story? Don't invest in anything. Well, hang on, we've not re- no, not yet it, reached yeah. it. Then people are so kind; they really seem to think I do them a favor in letting them make me rich and giving me good bargains. <gasps> Meantime, he began to be tired and hungry too for he had given away his last penny in his joy at getting the cow. At last he could go no further, and the stone tired him sadly, and he dragged himself to the side of a river that he might take a drink of water and rest a while. So he laid the stone carefully by his side on the bank, but as he stooped down to drink, he forgot it, pushed it a little, and down it rolled plump into the stream. For a while, He watched it sinking in the deep, clear water, then sprang up and danced for joy and again (laughs) fell on his knees and thanked heaven with tears in his eyes for its kindness in taking away his only plague, the ugly, heavy stone. How happy am I, cried he. Nobody was ever so lucky as I. Then he got with a light heart, free from all his troubles, and walked on till he reached his mother's house and told her how very easy the road to good luck was. End of tale. So he gets to his mum's completely empty-handed with absolutely nothing. 
But you know, there's something about this story, actually, that is quite endearing, in the sense that he is, he's, a, he's a bit of an idiot, um, essentially. Um, but the fact that he's always content, well, he's sort of content with what he has, and it, and then when he's not, he manages to do something about it, and then ultimately, he looks back with rose-tinted glasses yeah. and sort of sees a positive learning experience. I don't know, but it's something, I don't know, something about it that I find a little bit endearing. Well, he doesn't let anything get him down. Like, you have to give him that. Like, every single yeah. situation, he looks on the bright side of it rather than he does. thinking like, oh, great, I started with seven years' wages and now I've turned up at my mum's house with absolutely nothing. Yeah, you're definitely on his side more than many of the Grimm's Tales characters that we've had as the protagonist or supposed protagonist. Like, a lot of them, we're like, you're a moron. But to him, we're like, yeah, maybe you are, but, like, you know, we can't knock you because you're just go- going with the flow. And actually, I can see some sort of logic to a lot of decision making you're doing. Um, it wouldn't be my decision a lot of the time, but I can understand why you made the decision. So that's mm. where I'm going with. Mm. I almost wonder, like, I know this isn't the moral because I've just looked it up and we'll get to that later. But from me thinking from my point of view, I would almost think the moral would be, you know, like how when you give like when a poor person wins the lottery or inherits a lot of money they never know what to do with it and then they end up making these really small little incremental silly decisions and end up back where they started Mm. do you know what i mean so like a lot of people if you look at like a lot of lottery winners they end up being poor again within like 10 years and it's just because they go oh i've got so much money i don't need to worry and then they they end up doing silly exchanges and so my interpretation would be almost that, like where somebody who's not used to handling money will always end up going back to having no money <laughs> just because they don't know how to what to do with it or how to handle it or how to manage it properly. Yeah, um, but having looked at the actual kind of interpretations of this, we've got um, on Wikipedia, the analysis here, I'll talk about this first and then the next site kind of has more about the actual moral it says, Hans in Luck has been described as an ironic fairy tale which inverts the normal rags-to-riches story format. Instead, it can be interpreted as anti-materialistic as Hans trades in his newly won treasures and expresses relief to be freed from the weight to return home happily. Um, so it's kind of like, it's the opposite. Rather than being, I had nothing and now I have everything and now I'm happy. It's like, I actually have loads of money and now I have nothing and now I'm happy because lugging that fortune around was actually mm. like not worth it uh, i mean the, the the solving of this story would be great thank you very much master for giving me a lump of silver i'll come back for that <laughs> i'll leave it here with you <laughs> go and see my mum, and then come back and then i'll have my wages still rather than trying to drag them all the way back home with me um, or just say then, you know can you write me a check That'll yeah or can too. you can you split it in half can you just knock just, me off? Have a you few got coins? Monzo? Could you not just? Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> or he could bedger it. Uh, bedger it. He could bury it, and then he could just put like a cross on it, and then like write it down somewhere, and then and then put that on in a bottle somewhere, and then send it out to the Caribbean. Uh, this has to start <laughs> of a whole new story. I mean, oh, I don't know what genre that would be. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Pathios.com says. Uh, you could simply read this as a comedy piece about a fool who is conned again and again into trading valuable items for others of decreasing value until he has nothing less. But being a fool, he doesn't realize it. But I like to read it differently. 
I see Hans as a wise fool. His behavior may seem foolish to those who try to con him, but in fact Hans realizes a deep truth that material possessions are a burden. Only when he rids himself of all his worldly things and returns to his mother is he truly happy. It's a message that perhaps we'd usually associate with Buddhism rather than Germanic fairy tale. The idea that unhappiness lives in our desire for worldly things and that to cease suffering, we need to rid ourselves of that desire. In today's world, a story about choosing to reject material wealth and find happiness simply with one's family is an important one. While I don't believe we should all take the story literally and rid ourselves completely of our possessions and live the life of an ascetic, Hans in Luck is a reminder that wealth, being such a powerful force, can be a curse as well as a blessing. And I really do actually identify with that because I remember working on a six-star cruise with some very, very wealthy people, like ridiculously wealthy people who were the guests on it. And they were the most miserable people I've ever met in my life. All the material wealth can't fill the void that your family and relationships and all the kind of things that satisfy you that way, you know, none of those material things don't satisfy those needs. I do like this is such an old story and it it is in terms of like this is before what we call what we think of like the age of capitalism and communism and all this mm. sort of thing. Like it's still an age old thing of like it doesn't money doesn't buy happiness. That's the age old thing. But we just think that we think of that as like a modern vice. I don't know. But it's interesting because it must be such it must be so prevalent for them to be like well, if as as we know, the Grimm's tales are passed down through years and years and years. So this must just be a whole thing throughout human like history. It's yeah. really interesting. It's not necessarily a modern idea to be like, oh well, you never know, you know, like family first, and then you'll have your nice things, you'll have your nice car and everything. So I find that quite an interesting idea. I think it's also just about learning to appreciate where you are as well, because there's so many people who go, oh, well, if I had that, I'd be happy. And if I had this, I, I'd be happy. If I had a house, if I had thousands of pounds in the bank, I'd be happy. And it's like, well, you know, would you? I don't know. I'd say, I'd say you'd probably just be the same and you'd just be lusting after something else. If I had the yeah. fancy car, if I had the yacht, if I had the first class holidays in the Caribbean every year. Like you, there's always... That's the way that consumerism and capitalism work. You're never satisfied because that's what makes you a good consumer. If you're ever satisfied, then you stop consuming. Yeah, please. You've done one one of your things again, haven't you, Matt? Yeah, uh, sorry. I've made it a downer, haven't I? Have you got any thoughts or opinions? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm very happy for Hans. I'm very happy for Hans that he was happy and satisfied and found you know, contentment in just being able to see his mum and being able to see his family after being apart for so long and didn't see it as a waste of time having walked away from seven years of work with no wages to show for it. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if there was a part two to this story, he probably gets there and his mum's livid with him for losing Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I want to see the story go further, actually. I want to see it go from a stone to a piece of bark to a dead mouse to... A jelly bean. Yeah, we missed out so many steps. <laughs> to a corpse, to uh, I don't know, going on and on and on. Like a dead worm. I'm going, we're like Grimm's Dust. Tales. Uh, this is what I was expecting from Grimm's Tales. I thought there'd be more like gruesomeness, but there's actually not that much gruesome. Yeah, no, it's true. We've had really? some, we've had like a bit of death, but there was no death yeah. in this one. No, no. No, I actually quite enjoy that story. I quite like it. 
I quite like it as, as a moral it's, and oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. We've had a couple which have just left us going like, I what? Can't yeah, understand where the moral has gone. But this yeah, is actually yeah. one you go, yeah, yeah. I can kind of, I can kind of. I mean, I thought the last one was a real stand up. I mean, if you're a sausage, dunk your bum in the stew. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> Less like you know, one oh one. If in doubt. <laughs> well, I suppose the moral from the last one was everyone has a purpose. No matter how useless you may think you are, you have a purpose don't or you have something job. you can do better. Yeah. Don't, don't you... Seek a new career path because what you are doing right now is the best thing that you could do. <laughs> That's it. That's a little Fatima bit of a aside. Fatima shouldn't work in cyber. Thanks <laughs> Matt, very much. Don't, 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 be, don't be like waving the bleak flag. You're the bleak flag bearer. Of yeah. all time, you know. Yeah, that's what happens when you study politics. You become bleak because <laughs> you realise that it's human nature at the end of the day. In the and bleak human nature can't be changed, and so God. we're doomed to repeat history over and over and over again because nobody ever learns. Lovely. So, if you got any thoughts or opinions on this chapter, <laughs> you can chapter. If you got any thoughts or opinions on this story, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail dot com. Or if you've got a cautionary tale for us in no fewer than 240 characters, 280, uh, you can do so on Twitter, and our handle is at LazyBookClubPod. Yeah, good. Tell us what you'd trade for a cow. Grindstone. <laughs> Grindstone, anyone. A lump of silver as big as your head. <laughs> yes, what would you trade a lump of silver as big as your head for? Tell us on Instagram, at LazyBookClubPod. <laughs> Now, obviously, you guys are already Patreon subscribers, and you can actually message us through Thank Patreon you. as well, which is a very um, direct way of talking to us because there's only a few of you. So it's definitely oh, a lot. It goes directly to into touch. Matt's brain. It does. It's live and direct. He's, he's walking, he's he's walking, walking the dog. He's gonna, it he's comes gonna straight to my mobile out. device, my mobile telephone. What did you think about this? At like 6.30 yeah. in the morning, you're like, whoa. <laughs> 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 So no, thank you once again for being a Patreon subscriber. We really do appreciate it. And we will see you next time to continue the Grim Tales as well as the 39 Steps, which is our latest season as well. So we will see you then. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Extra.